Good afternoon, royal people. It's your host and your girl, the boss mentor, Jackie Johnson here. And I want to welcome you all to season two of the Boss My Life podcast. As always, I appreciate your love and support. And I thank you for lending me your ear today. I hope that this broadcast both encourages and empowers you to become your best self possible. So if you got that lunch ready, you got your drink, grab a pen and paper, and let's go! Hey, hey, hey! Welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 2 of Boss My Life. Our topic today is loving and living. All right, so I'm super excited to get into this episode. Um, I think this episode is kind of near and dear to my heart because most people really believe the myth that in order to be successful, you must be willing to sacrifice everything. They'll tell you that during this time of trying to build success, that relationships aren't welcome, you don't have time for family, love, None of those things, okay? But I'm telling y'all, that is a myth. And that whole grind, hustle, get in your bag, secure your bag, that mentality is the world's mentality. And when I say the world's mentality, I'm talking about popular opinion. I'm talking about society's reinvention of what God naturally put inside of us. And I'm telling you, we have to reject those standards. It's so easy sometimes to get caught up in the cliches because all of those things sound good. Um, I'm definitely one of those people who was feeling the same way. Like, yeah, I'm going to hustle hard. Like, forget everybody. I don't need nobody. I'm going to get in my bag. I'm going to do what I got to do. But that's not the way God intended for us to obtain success. So today, I really want to talk about loving and living. Because to be successful, you have to have those elements in your life as well. It doesn't help you to be this super boss where you have this real successful business. You got money, but you ain't happy. You got money, but you don't have nobody to share your life with. You got money, but you don't have anybody that you can even call friend, sister, or brother. Like It just makes no sense to grind like that and not have anything to show for it or not have anybody to share that life with. So today I really want to break that down and I want to get to the nitty gritty of what does it really mean to love and live, okay? So again, we talked about the world's way. We talked about the popular opinion. We talked about some of the ideology that's floating around the world that in order to be a boss, especially if you're a woman, then you're kind of told that you have to sacrifice. You have to have tunnel vision and really just lock down on your dreams and goals and visions and make those things happen and everything else outside of that is irrelevant until you get that success but that's not that's not right that's not the key okay so I want you to understand that when you make a conscious choice to simply walk in what you're called to do God becomes the orchestrator of your success so I really want people to start really thinking about the things that we say, the mantras that we adapt to, the things that we live our life by. And I want you to really start examining those things to see 
if those things actually line up to what it is that God has ordained for our lives, okay? Because I promise you, when you do things God's way, just walking in who he called you to be, just doing the things that he put in you to do will bring success naturally. Deuteronomy 28 declares that disobedience brings cursings, but blessings will come when you obey God. He said that the blessing will come upon you and overtake you. That doesn't sound like a something I have to chase after. That sounds like just being in my season and in my timing and in the will of God, I am opening the door for success to come to me. And so that even means love. That even means having life experiences. Some people uh, will declare that they are successful and they bosses, but they don't have a life of any type outside of business, outside of grinding, outside of hustling. They don't have a life. They don't have a relaxation time. They don't have a set group of people that they can uh, bounce ideas off of or that they can go to and, and be vulnerable with. That's not living. And so there's so many people who are claiming to be successful, but they don't have that. And I want us to get out of our mind that success is money. Success is so much further beyond money. Third John one and two says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prosper. That is success. So if you just have money, but your health is bad, you're not successful. If you just have money, but you don't have love and a family dynamic. If you have money, but don't have love or companionship, that's not success. True success is having all of those things, um, being prosperous, being in good health, prospering even as your soul prosper, meaning body, mind, soul, and spirit is all prospering. We are made up of so many parts. And so you can't just have one part that's doing good and three other parts that's in the toilet. That's not success. So this is why we want to talk about loving and living. I want you to understand that when you really embark upon a journey to be a boss, that means being the best you can be at every area of your life as a wife or a husband, as a mother or a father, as an active part of your community, as a businesswoman, man, or as a career woman or man, okay? Like there's every aspect of your life is at peace and in balance, okay? And the reality is that really success is about balance, okay? Because again, God's desire for us and his plan for us was to have true success, and true success means to have relationship with God, to have companionship, somebody to share your life with, somebody to build with, family, community connection and community impact, having good health and having wealth. Those are the foundational things to actually deem yourself successful. Okay, so all of y'all people out here idolizing people with money, and people with status. Do you understand that this is why a lot of rich people, a lot of people with 
uh, status, a lot of stars, a lot of movie uh, actors, a lot of entertainment artists, a lot of athletes will commit suicide because they do not have those other things. Okay. So today I want you to refocus your mind and understanding that being a boss means that you can have the best of all of those things. Okay. And that's what your striving should be to get. You should be striving to be successful in all of those areas. You should be striving to have a strong relationship with God. You should be striving to have a solid companionship, uh, somebody to share your life with, somebody who has the same morals and values as you, somebody who believes the same things as you, somebody who believes in commitment the way you do, somebody who is faithful and loyal in the same way that you are, those things are goals to have a family, whether that's a family that you actually procreate and make, or if that's a family that God has brought to you for you to govern and be a part of, uh, to be a part of your community and to be an impact in your community. Also for you to have good health. And I really want to go here because a lot of times we look at our health as if that's something that's just, mm, whatever, I'll get to it, or I'll deal with that if I have you know, physical ailments in your body, but no, this is also a part of being successful. And if you're like me, that's a, that's a part of my journey now that I'm actually trying to dedicate myself to is becoming healthier in my body. Okay. Um, you know, being overweight or just not eating right, you know, and when I say not eating right, I'm not talking about, uh, uh, just fruits and vegetables. I'm just talking about learning about how food actually impacts your body, learning what's in your food. Um, I know a lot of people are doing a vegan thing, more power to you. I don't think I could be vegan, but I, I, <laughs> I totally respect and admonish those of you who are taking that journey. But I am also, um, you know, looking for a healthier way. I'm, I'm looking at how herbs and the plants that grow on earth, what it does for us. I'm even looking at how meat is helpful to our body or harmful to our body. You know, so again, that's a part of it. You know, educate yourself. There are so many tools out here now for us to know about things that we have no knowledge about. Um, there's so many books, there's so many online tools that are free for you to gain information and knowledge. And so good health is a part of that journey. Um, and oftentimes I really believe in a holistic approach. I believe that every herb on this planet, every plant on this planet can either heal you or kill you. It is up to us to understand what plants do what, what herbs do what, what uh, trees do what, and be able to utilize that to heal our bodies because God created it to do so naturally. Okay. And then the last thing is that now, when we deal with actual wealth, this is where most people are and stay at. <laughs> so a lot of times people don't have an issue with understanding how to build wealth or how to get wealth. They don't even have an issue with actually using the energy to get that wealth. But I'm telling you, it's how you do it, okay? I want you to realize that no matter what business you're doing, what service you offer, there is somebody out there who offers the same thing, who does the same thing and maybe even does it better than you. What sets you apart is actually being in your own purpose, your divine placement that God has created for you to do. Because it's just like uh, what 
The Bible declares when uh, God told Samuel to go anoint one of Jesse's sons as king. He brought everybody, all of his sons before him except David. And each time uh, Samuel tried to pour the oil, it wouldn't pour. And the reason why is because God had not anointed them. Okay, but when he he said, surely you got to have another son. And Jesse said, yeah, I do. I got a son, my youngest son. He's out in the field tending the sheep. Okay, so sometimes you're not even the person that is actually being considered to be that person who's going to be wealthy or that person who's going to be successful. You may be the black sheep of your family. You may be the one who fails so much. You may be the one that people turn their nose up at. You may be the one that people look down upon because who your mother was or who your father was. You may even be the one who acted a fool so much that they just counted you out. It doesn't matter because the moment you decide to step into God's will for your life, the moment you decide to surrender to God's will for your life, it's the moment that everything changes. It's the moment that you begin to change. It's the moment that you begin to evolve and mature. And so just like with David, when they called David before the oil just poured. And so I'm here to let you know that you can do what I do. You can offer what I offer. You can even imitate me if you want, but the anointing won't pour until I get there because that is what God called me to. And that's what you have to understand. And as a boss, that is the confidence that you have to walk into every room with. I don't care who's in that room, who's done it longer, who do what I do, who even looks better than I look baby is something about me it's something about when I step on the scene because I'm God's child and because I'm not just doing it for status I'm not just doing it for money I'm doing it because I'm called to do it and that's the mentality that you have got to have not only that but when you actually seek wealth there is a way to get wealth I'm not one of them people who is willing to destroy other people to get on top. I'm not one of them people who is willing to downgrade the next business or downgrade the next woman or downgrade the next business owner because I want to bring glory to my own name. See, your character means something. Your integrity means something when you call yourself a boss. Okay, it's a lot of people running around here calling themselves a boss. It's a lot of people running around here talking about their success and bragging on who they are and what they have. But baby, sometimes I want to ask, how'd you get it? Because when you can see that their attitude is nasty, when you can see that their disposition is just, uh, you know, like they, they looking down on everybody else who ain't them. Like, you know, you got a business, you looking down on everybody else. That ain't the way that a boss operate. A boss operates in humility, yet confidence. A boss operates with empathy. A boss operates with compassion. A boss even understands that there will be times when God will tell you to offer your service for free. Yeah, that's what a boss does. And so you got to really evaluate where you are and your motives and how you're operating in your business because it means everything. Integrity is a must. Great character is a must. Treating people right is a must. Okay, so that's the reality, guys. Balance really is key. And I want you to understand that there is nothing wrong with working hard. There's nothing wrong with setting goals. There's nothing wrong with making plans. As a matter of fact, I encourage you to do those things because it is a process and it is a part of what it means to be a boss and stay a boss. It is a part of your process in managing your business and even your life, okay? Um, But I want you to understand that you have to be a master at prioritizing things. 
you got to make sure that you're prioritizing those things correctly in order to really be a boss, okay? So when we're talking about loving and living, are you prioritizing loving, living, and being a boss? You got to prioritize those things. And I'm going to tell you what order things should be prioritized. Your primary functions should be God, family, and business. That is your first and primary functions. God, family, business. If you're putting your business before God, if you're putting your business before your family, you're out of order. You're not operating in true success. You're going to sacrifice something for your success. All right. And then everything else outside of a God, family and business is secondary. So once you prioritize and really understand what's important, then you're on the right track. You know what I'm saying? Now, the last thing I really want to deal with when we talk about loving and living is I want to talk about the boss cycle. This is what I call the boss cycle. So life goes in a set of of things that we call cycles, stages, if you will. For a boss, the cycle is work, rest, play, retreat, and reset. Now I'm gonna break those things down because I know y'all like, what you mean? What you you talking about now, uh, boss mentor? What you talking about? Okay, let me break it down for you. The first cycle, work. We all understand work pretty well, right? When you're working, that means that's you building. You're creating the wealth. You're trying to build that business or you're building your career, whichever it is, because a boss isn't just someone who has a business. A boss is someone who is uh, like seeking to uh, find ways to take care of of their family, you know, seeking a way to uh, financially be stable. Okay, so you may just be working on a career. You may have wanted to be a veterinarian all your life. You may have wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or counselor or art teacher, whatever that is for you. It's not just an entrepreneur, okay? So sometimes that can really mess up your thought pattern because that fear of not being able to provide or that fear of your children having a different quality of life because that other person is not there. Those things can put you into a hustle mode, a hustle mentality. You know, one of those modes where I got to get it because I don't have no help. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with the mentality, but you still cannot be willing to sacrifice that family. You can't be willing to sacrifice those children, especially if you're all they have. Um, A lot of people don't even understand or know how I even came into entrepreneurship. 
entrepreneurship was not something that I always wanted to do. I had dreams. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a lot of things. Okay. (laughs) I had a lot of dreams. Okay. But entrepreneurship came to me because I was married. I had children. Um, my husband and I had, um, you know, issues. We ended up separating and divorcing. And because of that, um, I just, I felt that pressure of how am I going to provide for these children by myself? I have to provide for them now and I have to raise them all by myself, you know? And so that was a lot of pressure. But at the same time, I knew I had skills to go out and get a job. That was not an issue for me. I had the skills. I knew how to do the work that I did. I could get a job at any moment. My issue was I did not want to leave my children my young children at home or with a babysitter or at the daycare. And I really had a strong desire to raise my children because of the way I grew up. And because I felt like my parents were absent in my life, it really affected me. And I did not want my children to go through the same thing. So I really had a strong desire to be home with my children, to raise them, to teach them. Anybody who knows me when I was having children know that my children were taught. They were not just taught about their ABCs and one, two, threes. They was taught the word of God. They were taught, you know, all kinds of things, different languages. It was just so many things that I taught my children at a young age, even before they ever went to school. They were super smart because of the time that I spent with them every day. Home was their school. And so it gave me pleasure to be there for them. It gave me pleasure to teach them. It gave me pleasure to cook for them. It gave me pleasure to tuck them in at night and wake them up in the morning with a hot breakfast. Those things were uh, monumental for me. And it was something I was not willing to trade in um, to be able to provide for them. So that's how God brought entrepreneurship into my life because I began working from home for, for a construction company. And that gave me a solid income to be able to provide for my children, but I never had to leave my home with my children. So then those things taught me how to schedule my time, how to schedule their naps and schedule their lunches around my work. And for me to be able to do the work and, and do a great job uh, for my employer at the same time as caring for my children. So I learned early on how to balance things. I learned how to schedule things. I learned how to manage my home and manage my work at the same time. So that's literally how God brought entrepreneurship in my life. And I really believe that he did that with his favor because my desire was to put him and my children first. And because of that, he made a way for us financially. There were times that we struggled, but God always came through for us and never left us out in the cold. So regardless of where you are, I'm telling you, sometimes we think we got to work more hours. We think we got to pick up a second and third job. But the reality is you just need to talk to God. You just need to submit to the will of God for your life and get instruction from God on what to do and how to do it. And he will take care of the rest, okay? So that's the reality is you want to prioritize God, family, and business. You want to understand that the boss cycle is to work, but after you work, you need to have a time to rest. 
after rest, you need to make sure that you have, and when I say rest, I don't mean being at home, being busy. I mean resting. I mean being at home and letting your mind rest, being at home, letting your body rest. And sometimes that is so hard for worker bees. Okay, some of us are just used to doing and men, you especially, you guys uh, doing is like everything for you. It, it's your way of healing. It's your way of moving on. It's your way of validating yourself. So you just keep. But the reality is you need rest. You need to learn how to rest. If you're working six days a week, you need to take that seventh day and actually sit and do nothing. Sit and relax lay in your bed with your feet up. You know what I mean? Like order you some food. If you don't have a wife or a significant other, order you some food. Ladies, if you don't have a husband or anybody to cook for you, order your favorite meal and just take the day in and rest, rest your mind. Because I'm gonna tell you something about women. Women can rest their body, but their mind will still be doing 50 other things. That is not rest. Rest is taking a step back from work, taking a step back from other people's problems, taking a step back to say, I have done very good. I have worked very hard this week. Now I'm going to let myself rest. And rest looks like, you know, different things for different people. My rest is I will lay in my bed literally all day. I may read something. I may watch TV. I may have a glass of wine and listen to some music, but I am resting in no way am I choosing to do any work. I'm not working on no client stuff. I'm not working on my kids stuff. I'm just enjoying my peace. And we have to learn how to do that. And it took me a lot of years to learn how to do that. As a matter of fact, God actually forced me. And that's how I began to understand how important it was. But rest is important, okay? So after you rest, now you need a time of enjoyment. And when I say play, that's something that's fun for you. Something that requires activity, but it's going to be fun. It's going to be it's going to be rewarding to you. It's going to make you feel good, lighter, give you some joy, okay? So that's why rest is different from play because play is all about having fun, having an adventure. Um, you know, only you know what things you like to do or what's fun for you. It could be bowling. It could be uh, going to another place like a mini weekend vacation. It could be a lot of things, but that again requires activity. So that's something for you to do that brings you joy, makes you feel happy in that moment. Um, that's important. Okay. And then after you play, you want to retreat. Retreat just simply means that you kind of go away from everybody, you know, because now you have to reset so that you can start the cycle all over again. So the boss cycle guys is work, rest play, retreat, and reset, okay? And when you're going through these cycles, be sure that you respect your boundaries and you make other people respect your boundaries. When I'm working, I am working, okay? Um, I, I am like tunnel vision, head on, working on my client stuff or working on my book or whatever I'm working on. I am very focused on that because my objective is to do the best job possible. My objective is to make my work stellar, that it speaks for itself. Okay. So I am totally focused on that when I'm doing it. When I take the time to rest, 
I may not even talk to my friend or my sisters, shall I call them, because I don't really have friends. I got sisters. I may not even talk to my sisters during that time because I'm really resting. And I know that our conversation is going to cause my mind to move around. So I may not answer my phone during those times, okay? Because I'm really respecting my own boundaries to rest. When my sisters tell me that they're taking time to rest, I respect their boundaries as well, okay? So then play. When I play, I play, okay? Now, this is so funny because um, when I take time to play, it's always so funny to me because I'm older now, so there's a lot of things I don't do, but my kids are young adults now, so they're 18, 20, and 21, and so it's like, I mean, 18, 19, and 21, so it's like they're young adults, so they're full of energy, and they they have all these things they want to do, so a lot of times, my playtime is with my kids because I'm at an age where I can really enjoy them and do things with them, and so I, a lot of times, feel younger than my body actually is, and so a lot of times, I'll have so much fun playing, but afterwards, when I tell y'all my body be aching, like, girl, what you thought you was doing, okay? So that's why after playing, you retreat, okay? Because the retreat can be a combination of rest or it could just be a combination of actually blocking the world out, blocking things out to really focus on, man, I really enjoyed that. Like that just really basking in that moment of joy or that moment of happiness that you just had because basking in it really gives you focus and it really like gives you motivation to start this process all over again. So after you retreat, the next thing is to reset because now you done had that big fun and maybe your body is recuperating, but now you've got to reset, meaning you got to get ready for the cycle to start again with work. Okay. So that may be a preparation process for me that's sitting down on Sunday nights and creating a plan for the week, you know, talking to the kids about what they have going on that week, you know, realizing what I have going on that week and then setting my plan in motion. Okay. So that's what my reset time looks like. Um, that could vary for everyone, depending on what you have to manage. You know what I mean? If it's just you, you may not have so much that you have to actually plan a reset, but planning is still important. I don't care if it's just you, Plan out your week, you know, uh, plan a time for you to have some me time, plan a time for girls night, plan a time. If you're dating for date night, uh, if you, if you have a significant other, even if you're married, you should have a date night once a week. Like don't let it fall to the ground, you know? Um, so take that time, that reset time and plan that next cycle. Okay. Because now you got to get ready to get back into work mode. Okay. And these things, if you follow that cycle over and over and over again, I promise you, you'll find at the end of that, that you are not only successful in your business or career, that your finances is improving. Um, you'll also find that your emotional state has improved, that your mental health has improved, that your confidence has elevated, that your, uh, you know, self-perception has improved because you're maintaining every part of your being. And as far as, you know, making that connection and stand, uh, in a close relationship with God, that's something you should take time out for every day. You should be spending time with God every day. Everybody has a time during the day that is, you know, um, best for them. 
pick that time, whether it's early morning, late night, midday, whatever that time is, take a time and actually plan your week out and say, you know, hey, 6 a.m., that's going to be me and God's time. Or, hey, 3 a.m., that's me and God's time. Or, hey, my lunch break, I'm going to give it to God. But you want to make sure that you're maintaining your relationship with God because without all, without that, everything else crumbles and it'll fail, okay? So, again, I just want you to understand that being a boss and being successful does not require you to sacrifice love. It does not mean you can't date. People who say, oh, I don't have time to date because I got so much going on, they out of order. They not in a divine plan. They are hustling, 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 or they're avoiding, you know, so be aware of those things or they're just not aware. But I'm telling you, you got to have a balance. You want to have a good balance. Men, I know that you're into your career. I know that it makes you feel you know, uh, productive and it makes you feel successful because you go to your job and it's a good job and you've maintained it for years and all of that is great. And I'm telling you us women, we love that, but you know what we love even more. We love the fact that you can take a break from your work to love on your, your wife or to cultivate a romantic relationship with us that you make us feel like a priority in your life. No good woman wants to be with a man who can't value what she brings and who she is and and enough to say you're important to me. You're just as important as this job is. You're just as important as those things. So I promise you, work, rest, play, retreat, and reset. Being successful, you're really not successful if you don't have the balance, if you don't have the companionship, if you don't have the family dynamic, if you don't have the relationship with God, if you don't have the community connection or impact, if you don't work on your health, if you don't have the finances, it takes all of that to truly be successful. So don't be one of those people who feel like, I I just got to get this money. I just got to get my name out there. I just got to get my music out there. I just got to get my business to blow up. I just got to get people to see what I'm working with, but you're not trying to do any of the other things because I promise you, you'll be successful and lonely. You'll be successful and lonely. You'll be successful and empty. You'll have money and you won't even know what to do with it. You'll be able to go anywhere, but nobody to take with you. So fellas, and ladies alike, I promise you, if you didn't hear anything I said today, hear this. Success does not require you to sacrifice love. And success without truly living, which means enjoying life experiences, is not success at all. All right, so this your girl, Jackie Johnson. I hope that this episode has blessed you. I hope that is uh, really intrigued your mind and I hope that it has challenged you to do something different. Listen, guys, everybody feels like they have time, but I want you to understand that time doesn't sit still for anyone. And time is a commodity that none of us can control. So if you have someone that you love, don't take another day thinking about being together. Don't take another risk 
you know, hoping they'll, they'll be ready and be there when you get back and don't hold your life up waiting for somebody to be ready. It is time to live your life as if you only had the rest of the year, as if you only had a year to live what would you do with your life? Because time is precious and it is important. And I don't say that meaning be impulsive. I don't say that meaning being desperate. I'm saying take the time to love when love comes. Embrace uh, people who really care about you. Don't allow your fears. Don't allow your past hurts and issues to block your, your, your blessings that God is bringing you today. All right, so guys, do me a favor, be open-minded, be prayerful that you will be able to receive the things that he is sending in your life and the people that he's sending in your life. Pray that God will heal you of all of your past pain, all of your past trauma, all of your past issues of trust, of abandonment, of fear of, of being hurt, of anger, of disappointments in order to actually be able to embrace and live life. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you guys next week for episode three. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope that it really hit home for you. I hope it was powerful. I hope that it tugged at your heart. I hope that it gave you some ideas. And most of all, I hope it gave you just some ideas and even some content to just start talking to your circle about. We may not talk to the whole world about our dreams, but you got one person, maybe even two people that you trust enough to really talk about where you are and where you're going. Don't be afraid in this season to do that. And I hope again that this has been helpful. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Tune in next week for another episode of Boss My Life. Have a great day, everybody. And it's all the way up for here. I want you to welcome your better season because it's here. Yeah.